Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning. What is it? What's today's date? June 6th. Yeah, that is crazy. We are halfway through uh, 2022. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time on what year it is. It just seems like someone has pushing, pushed the fast forward button on the life remote and it's stuck. Like Everything's moving hyper speed. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about you know, some topics to um, to share or, you know, some things that, you know, I thought might be a good thing or good reminders. And, you know, before I turned into some quantum physics or some rocket science, I realized just, you know, continue to listen to my heart. And uh, what, what I want to touch on today is, you know, our businesses and, and self-care. You may be like, yeah, come on, bro. Like, why are we talking about self-care again? Well, you know, as an industry, I've been in this business for 17 years. And as an industry, I think there were actually one of the most unhealthy, overall, one of the most unhealthy trades out there. And you're like, what the odds? What do you mean by unhealthy? Well, recently, I just had a colleague pass away, uh, 47 years old. Uh, he was a lender. And you know that, you know, those lenders we had that are the go to's. It seems like their appraisals always come in, you know, at value. Uh, uh, they go above and beyond for our client. We consider them an extension of ourselves. Well, that's the kind of guy he was. He was um, definitely loved by our community. And just one of those go to lenders that went above and beyond. But I remember it came to a point where he said, Theodis, I'm not taking on any more agents. I'm I'm actually interviewing agents now because agents don't respect me. Agents um, don't value my time. And he said that agents are crazy. <laughs> and I just laughed. I'm like, guilty. Uh, but where I'm going with this is if we're not careful, you know, if we're not careful in our business, we can chase success. We can, you know, uh, we can have these goals, but it's really important for us to have a relationship with self-care. And, you know, I had to ask my, myself this question many times before, but do I treat my clients better than I treat myself? Now think about that. Do you treat your clients better than you treat yourself? But the guys, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I know that when my clients, I'm extremely patient, compassionate, I'm, I'm caring, you know, they have to make a decision and, you know, you know, I want to help them along. I, I'm nurturing, but sometimes I'm better now, but there was a time for me, like if something was coming up, like say if even if someone passed away, I'm, I'm looking at my watch like, OK, uh, got about a day and a half. You want to get over that. You know, we got things to do. Let's go. Or not allowing myself the appropriate time to rest, you know, maybe have a great month and or, or a great year. And it's 
always about the next thing. It's always about, you know, what else can I achieve? What else can I approve? What else can I scale? What else can I grow? And it's almost like being trapped in a state. And unless someone comes along and just puts their, you know, their hand on your shoulder and remind you to slow down, we will pretty much burn that candle at both ends until there's no wick left. So, and it's interesting, like in our business, like we're always on the go. We eat on the go. We sit a lot now, especially after COVID. We're either driving somewhere, or if we're, you know, if you're still showing houses, you're driving somewhere, you're sitting in seminars. Um, we're constantly sitting and taking in information. We're constantly learning. We're, we're just constantly on the move. And then if we have a family, just think about that. We're, we're learning, we're improving our craft, we're improving our skill set. We're taking care of our clients at a high degree. And then we have to come home and do the same. If we're in relationships or married, we have to do it with our wife. We have to do it with our children. We have to do it with the dog, right? So then what happens after that? What happens to poor little us? Usually we get the, the leftovers of the day. You know, they're cold, uh, it's not the best piece of the steak. You know what I mean? It's like we get the leftovers. We gobble it down, halfway go to sleep, and we get up and do it all over again. So I just got a few things that I want to touch base on as far as self-care and, um, you know, just bring some awareness to the fact that, you know, self-care is not a one-size-fit-all type of situation. Like I Googled self-care and there were 4.7 billion searches on the topic. 4.7 billion. Last time I checked, I heard there was something somewhere around 7.8 billion people in the world. Now this 4.7 billion, I'm sure that would be more if people had access to a computer or, you know, uh, People were old enough to even do a search. So that lets me know that at minimum, 60% of the world's population has looked up self-care. So to me, that lets me know like, okay, we are aware, we're aware of the fact that this is, this is an issue, but for some reason, the execution is coming up short. So I'm just gonna talk about some things that I did in my life you know, that I realized that, you know, I mentioned that self-care is not static. It's not like you figure out this master equation, you know, this equation of, okay, my self-care looks like this. I'm done. I can just do this and my life will be great for the rest. No, it doesn't work that way. I had to change up some things multiple times and I'm actually mid, like midstream changing some things around that used to work amazing for me. But I realized that things that, that are in front of me now, that some of the challenges that I'm dealing with, those tools aren't the best tools for what's currently happening in my life. So my self-care is, you know, that what that looks like is, is changing. 
And you know, in our industry, they talk about, man, you should go on a vacation. Push away from work, go on vacation. Well, if you don't know how to take a vacation, vacation is not necessarily self-care because it can be one of the most stressful things we can experience. I know I had to actually learn how to go on a vacation because I went on a vacation. I'm like, I'm in this beautiful island. There's all this stuff going on, but my cell phone is still ringing. I'm stressed out about, you know, whatever transactions is going on. And I was, and when I came back home, I was like, I didn't feel like I ever stopped working. So I had to learn how to, like I said, I had to learn how to vacation. I had to learn how to ask for help. I had to learn how to delegate. I had to learn how to, how to turn off my freaking phone. And then I had to learn how to just be in the moment. So now when I go on vacation, you know, I have certain things that I have, a, a certain routine that I go through that prepares me to be able to take off. And but a lot, that's not how they teach us. They say you just need to push away and you need to go and you, you need to go have some fun. Well, yeah, fun is only when it's fun, but if fun is not when the vacation is not work, it's, it's not actually you know working for you. So if you're one of those people who takes vacations, but you're don't really feel good when you get back, then that's an opportunity to just look at how do you take a vacation? Do you need to spend thousands of dollars to go really enjoy yourself? Or is it a situation where you can take some mini vacations and learn how to do those before you, you know, book, you know, tickets for the family and without realizing all the logistics with getting four to six people to another country. Um, another thing that's changed for me, you know, in my world is, you know, I've, I was one of those go-go, well, I won't say was, I'm one of those go-go people, right? It's constantly going, constantly going. Sometimes the two days a week, I wake up at 3.15 a.m. to start my workout and, and do my regimen. Well, things are happening in my life that's saying the oddest. You have to slow down internally. Time for you to slow down internally. Like, what do you mean? Like, I got things to do. I got money to make. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody wants to slow down right now. I mean, the market's changing. I got to make sure I capitalize on these opportunities. And life is like, no, no, this is what we're going to do. So I fought it for a minute. But now that I see the importance of paying attention when my life is telling me that, hey, your self-care audit. Your self-care needs to be audited because what used to work is no longer working anymore. I'm, I'm hearing that voice. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing those signs more clearly. And it's helping me take the appropriate action to um, to make the adjustment. And here, and here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's an example of what I mean by that. I used to, well, I still do, but every morning, part of my morning routine was to write down my 10 tens, 10 things I'm grateful for, 10 things I want to attract. The reason I started that exercise is because part of my stress management was for me to build my relationship with gratitude. So writing things down that I was grateful for 
it wasn't a, a big or small thing. It was just things that I wanted to acknowledge, my marriage, my relationship with God, what do you know, um, the fact that I have a relationship with my my kids when they were teenagers or that we do family night. You know, there were just things that, you know, every day I wrote down 10 things I was grateful for. So what did that do over time? It put me in a state of gratitude. Now I said 10 tens. What were the other 10 things that I, I put down? The 10 thing, other 10 things that I put down were the 10 things I wanted to attract. And, you know, just an example, positivity, optimism, willingness to do whatever necessary. Um, one thing that I like that I used to write down all the time is people, uh, I want to attract people that are smarter than me, that are willing to teach me what they know so I can learn from them and teach others. And what I found out is the 10 things that I put down that I wanted to attract, it began to manifest in my life. So now I'm a person where my default, I feel gratitude before I'm stank faced or upset or frustrated about a situation that's going on. But I didn't get there overnight. For years, I did my 10 tens, and it was like the best solution for me at the time. Um, it was better than any high price coaching. It was like 10 tens. It just put me in a state where I was grateful and it put me in a state where I was each day acknowledging the things that I wanted to manifest in my life. And guess what? I was grateful and my life was better. Right. But after years of doing that, that the, the taking the time out to to do that no longer had the same effect. And I was starting to feel off. And, I'm, I'm, you know, basically, I end up taking the 10 tens out. I don't do it every day. I'm able to do it on the fly now in the, in the car driving from point A to point B. I can do it as necessary. But there was a time where I need to do it every day. What I have replaced it with, though, is I have this breathing exercise that I got from, I don't know if you guys heard of Wim Hof. He's the ice man. Yes, he does a lot of like crazy stuff in super sub-zero temperatures. I won't go into that aspect of it. But there's also a component of, he teaches you different breathing techniques. Now, I do one every morning. It takes anywhere between uh, 15 to 20 minutes. And that's one thing that I've learned from different yoga instructors. Instructors, I read it, I read it from in his book. I hear it, you know, from time to time is one thing they say about not just people in real estate, but especially people in real estate is we don't know how to breathe. Think about that. Yeah, you're taking a breath. But if you if you just pay attention to your breathing right now, is it shallow? Are you breathing with the top of your chest, the mid chest area? Are you breathing with your belly? You know, do you get headaches a lot? Like in his book, he even talks about how to make a headache go away by just doing this breathing exercise. And why am I going to this? I'm just saying that breathing, just like 10 tens was an integral part to help me, you know, uh, form some stability in my life to help me get grounded in my life. My breathing is extremely important right now. 
I'm in a transition. Uh, I'm getting older. I just had a birthday. I'm not old. I'm saying I'm getting older, getting better, but I'm also getting older, right? So my, my joints and things aren't as lubed up as they used to be. Um, so this breathing technique is actually putting me in a state that allows me to quiet down all the noise and allows me to really tune into what is going on with the goddess. And I think it's amazing. So look up the Wim Hof. His, his name is spelled W-I-M-H-O-F. There's an app. Um, I will warn you that uh, the breathing techniques, they're extremely intense. They can be extremely intense. So start off, you know, mild. Don't go right in because you, yeah, it might scare you a bit, but it just lets you know, like the power of the breath has the, the ability to do some amazing things. But because, you know, in our industry, it requires us to, I hate to say this word, um, to think that we have to be in a constant state of multitasking in order to be productive and that slowing down is lazy. It just helps put that all in its proper perspective. Uh, another thing that I've done with my my idle time is my idle time used to be, I don't know, it was idle. I didn't really do nothing. It was probably, you know, scrolling on social media. It wasn't that productive, right? Um, but to go along with my with my um, my breathing exercises that, that that I do in the morning, in the late afternoon, early evening, I started practicing in yoga. Now, I've always like pushed away from yoga for a lot of reasons, because my mind was like, it was in that let's go. We, we got to, you know, CrossFit, like, you know, charge, train for Ironman. I'm in this charge mode, this bull, like this bull mode looking to like run through a wall or crash into something. And I just wasn't willing yet to, to get still. And the yin yoga has revealed to me that, you know, there's a lot of tightness going on in my hips that probably contributed to my ankle injury. And there's just, it's exposing the areas in which I um, am carrying my stress. And it's extremely uncomfortable for me because I'm not that flexible guy. I'm not, I can't do a pretzel or none of that stuff and put my head, my head legs behind my head extremely tight, but the yin yoga is along with the breathing is really transforming my tissues and just how my stress is dissipated, you know, throughout my body. And I'm feeling a lot more relaxed. So why, why are you going on this, this world? The eyes like this is about supposed to be about real estate. I'm telling you, if we treat ourselves right, like there's a saying, we have to be selfish before we can be selfless. I've said that before, selfish before selfless. If we take care of ourselves first, chances are when we show up for our, our partners, our, our, our spouses, our family, it's gonna be a different experience. When we show up for our clients, you know, and, and if we're, we're good at what we do, we have a lot of clients, they are going to experience us on a level that is way better than any type of 
thing you can train for, right? Because we're being the person, we're being that person. What happens is we think that, you know, we're just because if you're closing a lot of deals or if you got, you know, you're, you got that part, figure it out. You think you got to figure it out, but you don't. Eventually it's going to come and bite you. And when it bites you, it bites really hard. You know, and I interested it, you know, I think I've counted like six or seven people who, when they found out they had cancer, they were already at stage four. Now, if I'm in keep it moving mode, you know, multitask mode, you know, jump from one thing to other mode, what is the probability that I'm going to notice a telltale sign in stage one that something's not right with my body? How am I going to notice that telltale sign that, ooh, that pain is, it's not a pulled muscle. I need to go to the freaking doctor and go get checked out. That's what I'm talking about as far as the self-care. It's not, I'm not talking about, you know, if your version of self-care is to go to the spa, that, that's a piece of it. But it's the internal part that I feel that as an industry and as a collect, collectively is, is, is neglected to the point that it's become a mortality conversation. Not a stress, not I'm stressed out. It's become a mortality question. So I'll lighten up a little bit, but just like I said, it's this close to my heart and how important this is and how important it is for us to do, you know, do a self-care audit. So I have a a few things that not going to tell you what to do for your self-care because there's already like, you know, 4.7 billion searches on that. Right. And there's so many different lists. Do this, do this, do this. What I will challenge you to do is one, define your personal definition of self-care. What does self-care mean to you? Because at the end of the day, there's no one that's going to be, you know, knocking on the door. Hey, the artist, how are you doing your self-care? Did you check that box today? Like we have to be accountable to ourselves, period. So define, you know, it's important to define what is your number one, what is your definition of self-care? What does that look like for you? And are you in alignment with it? Are you, are you actually doing that? Or do you have some work to do? Or if you haven't even thought about it, this is a great opportunity to like get in the quiet space and, you know, don't rush. Don't be looking at the, the stopwatch. I need to hear to figure out this definition. But it is really important to just find out what does that mean to you? And if whatever you consider self-care for yourself, is that currently working or does it need to does it need to be recalibrated? Um, number two, like self-care, like how is your self-talk? with yourself during stressful situations or when you've made a mistake? Like, do you hammer yourself? Do you encourage yourself? Like, what is that? What does that dialogue between those two years look like when it hits the fan? You know what I mean? Uh, Number three, and I'll come back to this. Do you treat your clients better than you treat yourself? 
Some people are like, oh, of course I do. All right. Really think about it. Are you as kind and patient and compassionate with your clients as you are with yourself? What if, what if that is all for you? What if you were to say, focus and take that same kindness and, and nurturing and, 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 and love and give it to yourself? What do you, what kind of experience you, how do you think that's going to enhance the relationship with your clients? A lot of times we're out, out here serving, we're serving our clients, but we're doing it from a very distracted, depleted state. What if we came in there and nourished, you know, good food in our system, hydrated with enough sleep, and we pass over those keys, we're, we're a whole different, we're a whole different person. And I think that's, something that we really need to embrace. Um, And then ask yourself, is your morning routine, is your morning routine, is it an asset or a liability? Like now I consider my morning routine an asset because what it does is it helps me get grounded in what's important It helps me slow down internally. It helps me weed out the things that are trivial, that don't matter, that if I don't slow down, they're just as important. The trivial things are just important as the important things. You know, sometimes that area gets gray. Um, So it's important. Is your morning routine an asset or a liability? Well, the others, I need... Steps. I need you to tell them, no, I don't need to tell you exactly what you need to do. That's the problem. A lot of times we give up our power and we go to a guru or we go to some self-help person that has all the answers and we totally neglect what we already know deep down inside of ourselves. So this topic, you know, once again, business and self-care There's so many versions of how this conversation will go. I'm bringing it to our attention to say, hey, this is becoming a mortality conversation because of the level of neglect in our industry. And if you still have a heartbeat in the pulse, if you can still breathe in air, if you can still get up and move around, that means you have an opportunity to make a change, make the adjustments, enhance your life, and enhance the, you know, relationships we have or you have with your clients. So uh, I'm in a little bit short here today, but just want to, you know, send love, positivity and say, hey, we get the self-care piece down. You'd be surprised of like how much external things don't matter anymore. Like we can feel wealthy inside you know, take in that deep breath and and feel positive and just feel like, man, you know, I'm going to serve my client, not my client is a transaction to help me get to this business goal. It's a whole different experience. I'm enjoying it. I feel like a kid in a candy store. So I just thought I'd share that, you know, self-care is not static. It requires us to be consistent with, you know, auditing our our self-care requires us to be flexible and being aware that, hey, what used to work 
doesn't work anymore. So I hope that information helped. Uh, Self-care is important. I look forward to, you know, hearing how you guys are making adjustments or continuing to do what works. But most importantly, we're in a business that, you know, we're here to serve our clients. And the only way we can do that is a high level is if we take care of ourselves first. So you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in and talk to you soon. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.